Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on... If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, having thoughts of suicide or just needs to talk, call 988. 988 provides 24-7 direct connection to free, confidential, and compassionate support in your phone's local area code. When you call 988 in Santa Clara County, you'll talk with trained crisis counselors who will support you and connect you to local resources if needed. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. Other children. And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. Late one night in our sting house in Greenville, Ohio, I met a fellow named David Ozcan. Now, if that sounds like a bizarre name to you, it took me a while to figure out exactly what this fellow's name was. He's, or was, a 27-year-old mechanical engineering student at Ohio State University. And online, he went by the screen name Nack Zox. We met him during our To Catch a Predator operation in Ohio because he went online and started chatting with a 15-year-old girl or a decoy posing as a 15-year-old girl who went by the name Bush Sucks Girl. 
Remember, George Bush was the president at the time. This is in 2006. Greenville, if you'll recall, was a small town eh, about a half hour, 45 minutes from Dayton, Ohio. And we worked with the Dark County Sheriff's Department, a small department, but a very professional department. And it was kind of a bizarre investigation in that we believe word leaked out that we were doing this investigation, at least in the immediate area, because we had guys dropping off left and right, guys who lived in and around Greenville. But we did have 18 guys show up in three days. The house was well-built, belonged to a builder, in fact, contractor, but you had to really work hard to find it. But boy, these 18 guys sure did, and so did... Devitt Ozcan. The chat started out in a bit of a meandering way. We were, of course, working with the online watchdog group, Perverted Justice. And this decoy, who went by the name Bush Sucks Girl, was in a chat room and was approached by Nag Zox at about 8.40 at night. And he gets ultimately around to talking about sex. But like many guys, he tries to disguise his intentions. He tries to create a trail of plausible deniability. If he gets caught, and that's something he's certainly worried about, and he brings it up in the chat, he'll have something to fall back on. He says to the girl, hi. She says, hi, are you a bot? No. Cool. Yep. Are you close to Columbus, he asks. I don't think so. I'm kind of by Dayton, but I don't drive, so I don't know. May I add you my messenger? I have pick and cam, he says. Messenger, sure. What's your ASL? 25, male, Columbus. Now, right away, she says, cool, I'm Sarah, 15, female, okay, Do you live with family, he asks. She says, nice pick. I live with my dad, but that's it. Okay, thanks. Do you have a boyfriend? Now, right now, we are three minutes into the texting, into the messaging in the chat room. And he's asking, knowing she's 15, do you have a boyfriend? No, this town is the boonies, she says. Okay, I see, he answers. You wouldn't have a boyfriend here either, LOL. I'm a OSU student. Boy, I bet they were proud. Buckeye for sure. Just one second, he says. OSU student in what, she asks. Ohio State University. LOL, no, to become what? LOL, he says. Mechanical engineering, he confirms what he's studying. Now, he says he's 25, but as you'll see and hear in a moment, he's really 27. He's a foreign student, he's from Turkey, and he's here to become an engineer and then return to his country. Yeah, I don't have a girlfriend either, he says, LOL. LOL, that sucks, she says. Yeah, being alone is not good, he says. Yeah, but at least you live in a city. Yeah, are you going to high school? Yeah, I'm a sophomore. Again, confirmation that she is underage. 
Don't you have boys in your school? LOL. LOL, yeah, Christians. Where are you originally from? I'm from here, but my family is from the old Russia, I think. Hmm, okay. What do you like, he asks, to do? There isn't much to do here. Where is your dad now, he wants to know, sleeping for his flight tomorrow. Hmm, all right. Now he knows that he's got an opportunity. To where, he asks. Over to Chicago. What does he do? He signs contracts and does a bunch of boring shit, LOL. LOL, he says. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Now we're about 14 minutes into the chat. And he's already asking if he can come over. Maybe, I don't know. Are you a serial killer? She sticks her tongue out in a graphic. Do I look like serial killer? LOL. Well, he doesn't exactly look like a serial killer, but... <sighs> he does look like he might be trouble, I gotta admit. She says, I can't see your hands. There's probably a bloody knife. I can't even kill an ant, he says. LOL, so who's going to fight my spiders? What? Do you have spiders, he asks? At this point, the decoy with perverted justice is probably thinking, no, but I've got a six-foot-something tall reporter. <laughs> Big me. Is that too scary for you? I would run if I see them. LOL. I'll get my cat to help us. He likes to eat them. Cool. Do you want to view me, he asks. It gives you more idea about me. Now, you can tell that he's from another country, that English isn't his first language, but he communicates just fine, and he certainly knows what he wants. I have cam. Just one second. Oh, how do I see the cam? Accept this to view me. Nice hoodie, she says. Thanks. I need to shave, he says. LOL, it's kind of rugged. Where are you from? He says, close to Russia. Now, we know he's from Turkey. Ankara. That's cool. Maybe my great-great-grandma knew yours. Maybe, he says. What are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to see my nasty room? LOL. Sure. Whoa, all blurry. Nice closet. Kind of blurry, but I saw a TV. LOL, no offense, but you are better than your room. I need to clean my room, he says. And he needs to clean a lot of stuff. How many minutes are you away from Columbus? Now, if she's 15, she doesn't drive. I'm not sure. I never drove it. I'm right outside Greenville. Do you know where that is? I could find it, I think. Okay, cool. I wish I had a couch to be on the computer on, she says. Same here. Then he checks the travel time. Two hours. I check from Yahoo. It's not that far, she says. I wish you were closer, he says. LOL, me too. I wish I lived in a city. Where is your mom? He asks. She's dead. Oh, I'm sorry, he says. LOL, you didn't kill her. She died in a car accident when I was young. You are funny, he says. Funny? Really? You are still young, LOL. Thanks. I'm old enough to know Bush sucks, which is old enough in my book. Again, a political viewpoint that might be popular with somebody around that age. So you are old enough, he says. Well, there's a little bit of predator justification. Yeah, I think so. When will your dad be back? Monday. Cool. We have two days, LOL. LOL, if you want to come over, we would, yeah. But you have to prove that you're not a serial killer. How can I prove, he says. Show me your hands. I'm just a poor student. Shows his hands. Oh, no blood. You're not a serial killer. Congrats. 
what else do you want to see? He asks. Then there's more talk about the fact that he's not a serial killer. He asks about her brothers or sisters. She says she has none. He offers to bring something to drink. They exchange phone numbers. And then there's some pretty explicit talk. While he says in the chat that they wouldn't do anything too serious, maybe just some kissing, but only if you wanted to and watching some movies. He does change the subject to sex. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. First, he says they could hang out together, spend time together, if you want, he says. I don't know, that sounds good, but I don't want to be bored, she says. You won't. You can trust me. LOL, oh yeah? Do I have a guarantee? I trust you, he says. Then he gets down to business. Have you ever kissed before? Yeah, I've kissed. Cool. Do you have a cam? LOL, I wish. What do you have on now? Referring to her clothes. My dad took my camera because I showed too much leg in a picture. So stupid, she says. What is your dad's religion? He's Christian and conservative, but he's gone a lot, thankfully. I can buy some drink for you. I haven't done that. That'd be cool. We can drink together tomorrow, he says. I haven't met a girl around your age before, he says. You are young. I like all girls, young or older. Mm-hmm. David, you're headed down a bad road here. I don't want to have any problem, you know. Kissing is okay, lol. What problems would there be? I don't know. So what are you afraid of, she asks. I'll kill the spiders, I know. Will you give it the address? What you gonna bring? What do you want? I'll bring myself. And some movies. Hmm. And here it comes. Nack Zox asks, have you ever seen a cock? This is from the guy who says we can just kiss, but only if you want. LOL, yeah, I have the internet. Do you want to see mine? LOL, you gonna bring that too? Sure, for you. LOL, okay. What time do you want to come over? Now, he actually sends a picture of his penis to this person who tells him that she's a 15-year-old girl, a high schooler. Promises that he'll head over the following night. And also promises, quote, you won't be bored. You can play with my cock. LOL. Do you want sex movie, he asks. Do you have those two? I don't have. I can borrow. Okay. If you want to, cool. Okay, what's your address? She gives out the physical address of the house in Greenville, Ohio. And along the way, Naxox, a.k.a. Devut Ozken, gets on the phone and calls Sarah, the 15-year-old girl. Now, if he was beating around the bush, so to speak, online, he gets right down to business on the phone conversation. Now, he does have an accent. As I mentioned, he's from Turkey. But you can pretty much hear what he has to say. Take a listen. Hello. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, how do you say your name? Um, D-A-V-I-D. 
What's up? Not much. What's your name, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah. Nice name. Thank you. Now, he tries to disguise or at least Americanize his name David by saying it's David, which I guess is American for David. And he, in fact, spells it out for the girl, as you heard. And there's some banter. Soon, though, it gets more explicit. Oh, <laughs> I wish you were close here. Huh? I wish you were close here to us. Uh, well, you're not really far. Do you want to meet tomorrow? Yeah. You want to come over? Yeah, I can, but can I trust you? Of course you can. He wants to come over, but he also wants to make sure he can trust her. And can I stay there? Yeah, if you want to. Okay. What time your dad is leaving tomorrow? Oh, I think it's early. Early? Yeah. It's a little bit hard to interpret, but what he's asking there is what time is your dad's flight tomorrow? He wants to make sure the child's father is gone on his business trip before he comes over to commit statutory rape. So when do you want to meet? Afternoon or? Yes, you want to like what time? Okay, where? What Your house? I can tell you my address um, online so you can map it. And is that your cell phone? Uh, no, it's the house. Awesome. Yeah. Um, probably like if you want to, I can call you tomorrow. Um, like when you're coming, is this your cell? Okay. So do you want me to call you and like talk to you when you're driving? Yeah. Okay, I can do that. So he wants to confirm that in fact he'll be able to stay in contact with the girl, Sarah. On his trip the next day, his two-hour drive from the Columbus area to our sting house in Greenville. Are you virgin? Huh? Are you virgin? Uh, crap, I can't hear you. Oh, say it again. Are you a virgin? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, if that was hard for you to hear, as it was for the decoy on the phone... He's asking, and he asks some three times, are you a virgin? To which she answers, yes. Uh, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. And then as you heard there, he says, I'm not a virgin. Okay, so uh, please write online and okay. see you tomorrow. Okay. Huh? I'm going back online, all right? Yeah. Okay. And see you tomorrow, I think. Okay. Bye. Okay, are you going to arrest me? <laughs> what? Are you going to arrest me? No. <laughs> he says, are you going to arrest me? Now, we do not suspect that he knew this was a to catch a predator investigation, but... Around that time, law enforcement started to get very aggressive with online sex predators. And he certainly was on guard. Are you going to arrest me? 
Are, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, um, I'll talk to you online, okay? Okay. Now, that conversation might have provided for some laughter there at the end, but there was no laughing when the next night, David Ozcan drove two hours and showed up at our house in Greenville. We see him coming. Now, there is a little bit of confusion. I'd like to say it was because so many guys were arriving at the same time, but the truth is we had many hours between predators because, as I mentioned earlier, word got out locally, and everybody who did surface in that investigation came from quite a distance. So when he walks in, and you'll hear that in a second, I actually have the transcripts for a different predator. This has happened on a few occasions. And the transcripts I have indicate that the decoy said she was 13. Well, that obviously was a different predator. Dell slides out and slides me the proper transcript. And I pick up the question from there. Take a listen. Hello? Hello? Oh, is anyone here? Yeah, come on in. Just sit at the bar for a second. I just cut my toe. I got to put a Band-Aid on her. I'm going to bleed on the rug and my mom's going to kill me. Where's your mom? Not here. Do me a favor. I want you to have a seat down the other side of the bar, please. Right on that stool. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. I think we're all a little confused at which predator this was who was actually showing up because online the perverted justice decoy said that her mom had died and right there Dell had said her mom would kill her if she got blood on the carpet of our nice home from her cut toe. Anyway, we rallied, we figured it out, and the interrogation and my discussion with Nack Zox began. How can I help you tonight? I don't know. You don't know? And who are you here to meet? She, she said me, Sarah. She said? Sarah. Sarah. And how old is Sarah? She was young. Young. How young? Pretty young. Pretty young, as in what age? Fifteen. Fifteen. So you were talking online with a girl named Sarah who's fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Why did you think that was appropriate? I shouldn't do that. I mean, help me, to, was... underst- help me to understand what you were thinking about her. Uh, I was... He had spring break. He says he was on spring break in Ohio State, like that would justify what he did. I'm going to Ohio State. You had spring break and you're uh, going to Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. And I was bored. You were and, bored. Mm-hmm. And I want to meet a girl from online. You wanted to meet someone from online. Well, if you're bored, why don't you just go see a movie? Read a book. Why engage in this sort of talk on the internet? What do you think would have happened 
if you had come in here and there really was a 15 year old girl what would have happened I don't know Delvet strikes me as the kind of guy who is just so anxious, guilty, nervous, that he he just wants this over with. He wants to say as little as possible, and he's just running out the clock. He just wants it to end. He's that way with me, and as you'll hear in a few moments, he's the same way when the sheriff's department questions him later at the sheriff's office. And he doesn't know at this point whether I'm the police, the sheriffs, or a dad. I don't think he suspected I was Chris Hansen, up to catch a predator. Remember, this was only our fourth investigation. The first one we did in a small town. But I keep asking him to try to figure out what the hell was going on in his mind that made him think it was okay to chat up a 15-year-old girl, talk about his penis, and come over for sex. Well, I can tell you what it sounds like mm-hmm. was going to happen. You have a pretty explicit talk here. Yeah. So you're old enough. Yeah, I think so, she says. When will your dad be back? Monday. Cool. We have two days, you say. Is, I don't. I don't usually do that. It is. It is uh, embarrassing to me. I don't usually do that. It's embarrassing to me. Well, guess what? It's going to get a whole lot more embarrassing before I finish my line of questioning. It's embarrassing to you. Mm-hmm. Why is it so embarrassing to you? You weren't embarrassed here when you were talking about it on the internet. Then you are on the internet. You usually be comfortable. You ask her what she's wearing. I have on jeans and a pink shirt. I can buy some drink for you if you want. Did you bring any alcohol? No. Did you bring condoms? But I said that if he if he didn't start drinking, I don't want her starting. So you were just worried about her well-being. You didn't want her start her drinking, but if she was already drinking, you would bring some more. What he really meant was he didn't want her to be drunk when he arrived. There was talk of bringing drinks. He didn't walk in with any, and I don't recall any being in his vehicle. But he did bring something else, which indicated he was willing and ready to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. Did you bring condoms? Yes. You did? Mm-hmm. Put them on the counter, please. It was, I didn't think it was already on me. It was already in your pocket. And he's got an excuse for that, too. Yes, he brought condoms. He set them right there on the bar counter. But he already had them in his pocket. Why? I was with a girl yesterday. You was what? With a girl. You were with a girl yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, why did you bring them here? What? You brought condoms here tonight. What does that say about your intent? I I already write. I don't wanna. I don't want 
Just I want maybe kissing, not more. I already told her. You say at one point, I don't want to have any problem, you know. Kissing is okay. Yeah. Now he goes back to the plausible deniability, claiming he just was there to kiss. He's scrambling now. But you also say in the next breath, have you ever seen a blank, meaning penis? Mm -hmm. I have on the internet, she says, that you say, so do you want to see mine? It is not good. I shouldn't do that. You can play with my blank. Yes, please don't read. You can read yourself. Do you want a sex movie? Do you want a sex movie? Now, at this point, his head is in his hands. And if you didn't pick up on it in the audio there, what he said was, please don't read it. If you're going to read the transcripts anymore, read it to yourself. It's embarrassing. He knows what he did was wrong, illegal. And then you say to her, don't say anything to anybody that I'm coming. Do you have big or small boobs? I like small, but then you say I can make them bigger. That's right. He says I can make them bigger. Now he really knows he's in trouble. I mean, it sure seems like you knew what you were talking about here, and you knew what you wanted from this 15-year-old girl. I don't want to have sex, but... Well, what is that? What do you mean you don't want to have sex? You talk about... No, it's not just kissing. You talk about showing her your penis. Ask how big her breasts are. Tell her that you can make them bigger. I don't... do that again. You won't do it again? No. This is first. This is your first time. Yeah. Now he's really scrambling. He promises he won't do it again. His English is getting worse by the second. And he's trying to figure out how to get out of this horrible mess. I didn't have sex a lot of women. If I have, if I uh, do that, I would do more. But I didn't. I'm like, uh, I shouldn't do that. It is also. Uh, against my my religion. It's I, against your religion. Mm-hmm. If I do that, it is against my religion and loss. And now he's telling me that the other reason he wouldn't have gone through with it is because it's against his religion. Yeah, right. Everybody finds religion about five minutes into the interrogation. Uh, today I choose to come here or not. I so I decided to come, but I shouldn't have come. But why did you? If you're so religious, if you knew it was so wrong, why did you walk into this house? I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. I mean, you're 27 years old. Mm-hmm. This girl said she was 15. Yeah. I don't... That never. You've never done it before? No. And I won't. Do it again? Yes, I won't. But do you see why I would have a hard time believing that based upon the way this discussion went? Because sometimes this discussion from Yahoo, me talk like this with woman, older woman. But this, this one first was 
under 18. This was the first one mm-hmm. who was under 18. Mm-hmm. I understood. Then he blames it on the Yahoo chat room. Sometimes people just talk that way. Well, I've had about enough of his excuses. It's time for me to tell David what's really happening and who I really am. He freaks out. So you're saying you're not going to do this ever again? No. Do you ever watch television? Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch Dateline NBC? No. I'm Chris Hansen, and I'm a reporter for Dateline NBC. It's a news show. And we're doing a story on computer predators. And if there's anything else you'd like to tell us, we'd like to hear it. He puts his hoodie up, heads towards the door. And just as I think he's going to leave without saying anything, he claims that if we put this on television, he would have to kill himself. Now, nobody wants that, obviously. But that's an excuse I've heard before. It is not good. Do you want me to kill myself? Please don't show this, please. This, it can end my life. Please don't show. Please. It's not good, he says. Do you want me to kill myself? This is my religion. I shouldn't do that. If, if you show that I, I kill myself, you can show this. And after I kill myself, I don't know what you do. Please don't show. And he goes on to beg again and again that we do not show this on television. No, we don't want anybody to hurt themselves, that's for sure. Please. He goes off into the night and into the arms of the Dark County Sheriff's Department. They arrest him and take him to the sheriff's office. And he's interrogated again there. There he tries to mislead detectives by fudging the spelling of his name, giving the wrong address near Ohio State University, not wanting to tell them his home country where his parents and family live. And he goes around and around and around. But ultimately, he admits to the detectives that what he did was wrong. And he says that basically... Him being arrested is punishment from God and, quote, I deserved it. Again, there's more talk of suicide. My sense is he was just trying to get out of trouble. And he was going to play that card to see if he could get some sort of sympathy from the detectives. Here's a sampling of that discussion. So you're telling me you didn't bring these condoms with you today to... Have sex with this girl, this 15-year-old girl? No, no sex. I already told online. I didn't think we we are going to have sex. I just maybe kissing her. Okay. Did you ask her to uh, touch your penis? No. No? Mm. Okay, really, because here in the chat room, Nazox, you can play with my... Would you like to see this? Here, look here. This is your chat between you and her. You want to see it? I was drunk yesterday when I... You were drunk yesterday, I see. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have done this? Mm -mm. 
And he sticks to his story that in spite of having condoms in his pocket, he just came to kiss the girl. Now, the detectives already have enough evidence. The chats, the fact that he showed up, the condoms, to wage a successful prosecution. And again, there's a camera in the interview room. And David is taking issue with that, pulls his hood up again, tries to block the camera. He's defiant still, even under arrest. You showed yourself to me. My family face with you. It is most difficult part of I have a Korean family. I don't know. Where's your family from? I don't want to say now because TV. Okay. Are they in America? In the United States? Kind of. Mm -hmm. Please talk with me without TV, please. Now, most of this interview, David is hunched over. As I mentioned, his hoodie pulled over his head, trying to avoid being photographed. It's a little too late for that, of course. And he goes through the process, is fingerprinted, is booked, and is detained at the county jail. Ultimately, David Ozcan pleads guilty. He serves 65 days in jail, has to register as a sex offender, and is deported to Turkey. He never did get that degree in mechanical engineering from Ohio State. It's hard to keep tabs on these predators once they leave the country. I'd be curious to see whatever happened to David. If any of you have any information, let me know. You can always reach me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. As you'll know, I like to hear from you. And I'm very appreciative at all the questions you send in, both written and on audio files. This week's question comes from Lewis in Tempe, Arizona. Hello, Chris. This is Lewis from Tempe, Arizona. And I want to know how you feel about the whole sex offender registry aspect of the punishment. I mean, if there's one thing that I think a lot of people can agree on, it's that once you're a sex offender, it's really the one crime that you never stop paying for. And also, the sex offender registry is not exactly a one-size-fits-all sort of database. I mean, yes, there are people on there that have committed horrible, atrocious acts. And then there's also people who have done something, who have done horrible, minor things like publicly urinating too close to an elementary school. And also, do you feel there should be a registry of people who have committed non-sexual crimes? I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that have committed horrible crimes like drug dealing or murder, and they are walking among us, and we are just none the wiser you know, to their presence because, unfortunately, we don't have a database, and they are not kept under surveillance as well as sex offenders. Anyway, uh, thank you for your time. Hope you can answer my questions and uh, keep up the good fight. I'll be listening for your next podcast. That's a really good question, Lewis, and, and one I've given a lot of thought. Obviously, we have to apply common sense here to the sex offender registry. It is vital. It is an important tool. It allows law-abiding citizens to know where registered sex offenders live. And that's something I think that people have a right to. 
Now, if you're talking about a situation where a college junior was urinating behind a dumpster outside a campus bar, no, that person should absolutely not have to register as a sex offender. If you're talking about a 17-year-old who is dating a 16-year-old and they had consensual sex, no, that should not be a person who has to register for life and have that tag on his reputation. But if you're talking about somebody who walked into one of my sting operations or any other law enforcement sting operation as an adult who made the decision to try to have sex with a child, yes, that person should register. And even with treatment therapy, you have to have safeguards in place to make sure that only the appropriate candidates are taken off the registry. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing to have for the rest of your life. But in the vast majority of cases, it's deserved. And society deserves to know where these people live. Not every court order involves lifetime registration. In some states, it's 10 years max. But I think each one of these cases has to be looked at individually by the judicial system, by parole and probation officers. And everybody should get a chance to get off unless they prove themselves otherwise. So it's important. It should be in place. In terms of a registry, Lewis, for murder or drug dealing, in many states, most states have a DNA registration. In other words, if you're convicted of a violent felony or murder, they swab your DNA. It's on file. So if it shows up at a future crime, they'll be able to solve that crime. And I think that's fair. I think it's important. And it's a very critical law enforcement tool. Thanks for tuning in again to Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. One update uh, I have for you that I wanted to mention. I was in, just today as a matter of fact, the day of this recording, in Flint, Michigan, Genesee County, interviewing the sheriff there, Chris Swanson. As you know, he does the ghost investigations, the predator investigations in which we have embedded. And we're preparing a number of episodes for True Blue, the crime streaming network that I'm premiering in November. And I did get an update on a fellow we caught more than a year ago, Michael Lott. You may recall he was the prison guard in Michigan who showed up in the sting to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. He was on his way to the store to get paint, go to paint his house, stopped off, left his wife and kids at home to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. Well, there was a lot of backstory to that, and I'll get into that next week. But Lot pleaded guilty and just last month was sentenced to two years in prison. The prison guard himself is going to be behind bars for two years. You can look back at that initial story on my YouTube channel, Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. You can always find me on social media, Instagram, official Chris Hansen. I started a TikTok this week, Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. You can check that out. You can find me on Cameo and always right here at the podcast. Thank you. Let me know your thoughts. Send your questions. I'll be watching and listening.